A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to What Women Want with Amy Annette. Welcome to my crossover episode with Nobody Panic. Can you call it a crossover if they've been on your podcast but you haven't been on theirs? <laughs> hey guys, call me. Today, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with Stevie Martin and Tessa Coates. So chic, so gorgeous. Two-thirds of the acclaimed sketch group Massive Dad, writers, performers, girls with lovely hair. They're the sort of women I want to be platforming. We actually had this conversation, <laughs> you're never going to guess this, quite a long time ago. I believe we talk about marriage briefly, and Tessa is now engaged, and, and Stevie's married. <laughs> Only me, ringless. Uh, I just love Stevie and Tessa. They help so many people with the ways that they demystify all the different ways we are expected to be adults, but no one quite explains us how to do it. I truly think the word adulting <laughs> is for those that hate themselves, but I love the podcast. I was interested to get their take to see what they thought adulting meant in terms of feminism. So join me now as we record live at the Bill Murray in London's Angel. What women want is to be an adult with Stevie Martin and Tessa Coates. adventures and mystique around what women want. What women want is two adults. Oh yeah. Subheading. Not a girl, not the other woman. A lot of power and emotion as well. I think it's really interesting. Often the sort of accusation that feminism is an attack or at least a rejection of adulthood. If you quantify adulthood as being a mother or the traditional versions of what a woman looks like when she's in stages of adulthood, it's not even taking into context non-binary people, then there's a whole conversation about whether feminism attacks the very nature of what it is to be an adult woman. 
Does it? As in, yes, I completely... Do I agree? I don't know, because I get very frightened about things like that, because I'm like, what does that mean that feminism is saying that if you're a woman and mother, that's... Is feminism rejecting you being well, this a woman? Is, is that it's sort of taking down the traditional structures, and the traditional structure is that there's a certain type of adult woman. Yeah, and like then a housewife. Exactly. Wife. People are very mean and snidey about people, like, there was a girl, there was a girl in my friendship group at uni who um, wanted to be a housewife, and everyone was like, <laughs> it was like, it's just as valid as I wanting to do anything else. Like, we it shouldn't be so like, oh, yeah. you're wrong, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yes. But that's really interesting because can you, you can make choices as a woman that are the right choice for you, but not a feminist choice. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, your choices aren't necessarily feminist because you're a woman when you make them. That's a thing called choice theory. And there's a lot of conversation so about clever. that. No. <laughs> I just read a lot yeah. of articles. I, <laughs> so do I, but I think I'm reading the wrong article. <laughs> about like dogs that are in dinghies, isn't it? Are they alright? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Come out. Um, it's a very interesting thing with like, rather than discussion being about like, can you be, um, is it, can it be feminist to take your husband's last name or whatever? Mm. It's like, that's not the discussion. It's like, you can personally be a feminist and do not make non-feminist choices. Like, yeah. taking your husband's last name is categorically not a feminist choice, but you can do it and still consider yourself to be a feminist. Not every single one of those choices has to, you just have to understand to be like, I'm a feminist and I'm doing something that is inherently not feminist and I don't have to make a reason now. To be yeah, like, and sometimes it's important to make that distinction yeah. Yeah. and you get yourself in a you could either get yourself in a bit of a mess by doing them because they were the right thing to Just do, because it's rather balanced. than that was a choice I wanted to make. When you start talking about adulthood, mm. often what you feel like you're talking about is what you should do, yeah. not what you want to do. I think we all think of adulthood as this sort of um, box that you either fit into or you don't. But I feel like with your podcast, you very much talk about how you will often fall short of what you think is adulthood. But not only are you not alone in doing that, yeah. that is the correct way to be. Well, that's like an... Exp- I, feel, I feel like in the last sort of 10 years, I mean, maybe my years are off slightly, but you know when Exo Jane started the whole, like, it happened to me, and, like, you could write online, and, like, Refinery29 do it as well, like, things where um, you uh, it became normal to respond against that glossy magazine. I wake up at 6am, I squeeze my green juice with my ass, and then I go to yoga. <laughs> and you're like, how no one does, I and mean, we, like, weren't relating. And I think also it's to do a lot with how what success is, the definition of success. So often it's success is defined by the norm, and the norm is straight white men yeah, yeah. who are, you know, have versions of success are based on traditional patriarchal experiences. So just to sort of sum up my response before we come to yeah. YouTube, what I felt was, is adulthood then a reality check on your dreams or is it a moment of freedom? I think you guys sort of talk about the reality of adulthood and mm. how often people fall short of it. And so then from that platform, from that point of the story, what should be the positive next steps? So if we establish that adulthood is a fallacy, fine. And increasingly it is with the financial crisis, meaning that people don't move out of the house, you know, just the normal traditional standards of what adulthood looks like are slightly falling apart mm-hmm. in front of our eyes, even though I still feel like the only aspiration that you're really allowed to have is to own a house. Yeah, that still feels like okay, doesn't it? But why but like that's such a such a clever capitalist trap to make <laughs> your one dream to be own a house. Make sure that dream is impossible. So hard, yeah. I want to, to talk about um, our own experiences, but I've known you since 2010, yeah. say. Yeah. I have similar cadences, 
we, we could fall into the trap of talking about our own experiences as if, as if it's the only experience. Of course, yeah, yeah which it. it definitely is not. Which it's not. And so, and I don't say that as like a, a, a sort of warning of negativity, but more that I think it's really interesting, even with feminism, people often either make it just like totally personal or totally universal. Yeah. And there has to be a space. It's really hard not to because you you just talk about your, yourself because yeah. that's all you know. But yeah. Yeah. So, Stevie, when you heard the topic, what women want is too adult. Yes. Did you, so for example, the thing personally that I thought about was I have such a block on finances. I, I, I'm not, I think I know how much money I have, please. But I don't, like, and so that's the thing I'm like, well, I'll just figure that out. And so that's for me, adulthood, something that I'm missing. I what see. about you? Anything you responded to on that? Um, I thought about, uh, apart from the fact that how I treat adulthood, depending on who I'm talking to, which I thought was weird. And it was only because I realised that when I was talking to, um, my boyfriend's friends who were talking about football, they'd immediately just not talk to me. They just suddenly would stop looking at me. Mm-hmm. So then I'd have to like a, a real well-placed thing to say. Or when like the, the, the boiler man comes comes around, I Google like some words and just say like, stop, tap, like a lot, <laughs> which is to do with gas. So <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Like, well, I know that I haven't bled the old boobly uh, gang. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> boobly gang. Thankfully, I'm so sorry, I call it a boobly gang. Um, I don't know what I was Googling. And it's very late. I'm tired. His new album, a boobly gang. He collaborates. Can you rap But I like to, um, but I don't know what I'm talking about. And I feel very defensive that I'm not as good an adult as a lot of my male friends because they... And it's just it's just different uh, forms of knowledge. Like they just know more about some stuff that I don't care about. And I, for some reason, put myself immediately second. Like, well, the things that I care about are crap, but their things are their adult things. Um, but the thing that I overwhelmingly thought about was like, what does it mean? What do, what is adulthood? And like, what what does it mean to be an adult? And I mean, I tried to think of the most like, yeah, I probably went too u- universal with it. But I thought like. The idea that is almost cliched about how, you know, when you're 30, your, your parents have already had 17 children and they've got a career and now it's all different and we all kind of know that. But I thought that being an adult, we could like redefine it, not we, we could, but in, I love in society, you could redefine it to be just like um, a time where if, if you've like successfully become an adult, whatever age that is, it's where you just feel like you are more in control of your life than you were previously because throughout people's 20s I think or, or, or earlier years you are often just thrashing about not sure what you're doing and that kind of applies to a lot of people and then adulthood comes slowly but then there's a point I think in a lot of people's lives where they start to feel a little bit more able to not uh, take so much shit that you don't care about and to be able to be a little bit more like this is me this is me and accept things basically acceptance Adult, adulthood is maybe accepting things and being more content and, be, and knowing yourself better which I thought was kind of nice I have a bit of a problem sometimes even though obviously we, we do it on the podcast and oh, saying like women maybe have can go too much one way to like I'm, I'm shit I'm crap at everything and actually we're not crap at everything so that's why with, with, with our podcast we want to do like a good thing we, we did that's an adult thing rather than like here's a crap thing that I can't do because I'm a crap adult yeah because actually we're all good adults we just often, we're just not perfect adults. And I think that's a very difficult thing for a lot of people. I think the sort of the language of self-deprecation is one that a lot of women know. Yeah, like, it's helpful. Yeah, the self-deprecation is a one that everyone responds to that we universally accept 
and we like and we're immediately in and that is a space that everybody knows and can talk about and people can talk about like a bad experience or a bad day or like a terrible day or an embarrassing thing they said or something and it, brings you, it brings everyone down to like the same level not yeah. down or up just it brings everyone but at a very level very oh, yeah and the yeah. eloquence with which people can speak about that in comparison to someone being asked like tell us about a positive thing that happened you'd be like yeah. oh, 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 absolutely nothing yeah. Yeah. yeah in a way that America you're absolutely right it is a very British thing that if, if you said like oh shit to join America they'd be like well well, why are you here? Like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. Well, are you? Okay, I'll leave. I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll literally leave this conversation. Yeah. Um, like, why would they hang out with you if you are you literally told them? <laughs> yeah. That's right. So Tessa, please respond to this. Um, oh, I thought that thing you're saying about um, the like sort of capital being the capitalist being tricked into the house thing is such a not into your house tricking the capitalism, <laughs> in, but like they're tricking into believing that all we should want to do is buy a house. Mm. As soon as you said that, I was like, no, oh, I they got me <laughs> because like that is the thing that is currently sort of the thing that I can't come back to constantly okay I should sort of rethink everything because we're buying the hat we've all got to buy a house and because it is everywhere you can't open a newspaper or a magazine or twitter without seeing like some like new expose about like the housing crisis or, or this or that and I heard thing interesting about like people like with millennials and like spending more money on experiences and like wanting to people wanting to be members of clubs and wanting to be and you know, go to nice things and have mm. nice stuff it's one of those things i've been when you look at marriage for example mm. like great people obviously yeah, people still get married today. Newsflash. What? Yeah, I'm here to tell you. It's happening. Not in front of our eyes, but it's happening. And, uh, no. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> We're all on board, thank you. Yeah. Um, people obviously still get married, but there's often questions people have about what does marriage mean nowadays? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying mm-hmm. right now, anyway, to take down the institution of marriage. For another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Another time. Another time. I'll be watching. Um, yeah, if I if I may, I, last Christmas I went to an engagement party in a house. So a couple were engaged, and I went to the engagement party that was in someone else's house. But they were also engaged, and they also owned the house. Yeah. And a lot of people at the house party were engaged, and there was saran wrap on the stairs, like what uh, saran wrap uh, <laughs> to like protect the stairs. Yeah, uh, saran wrap is cling film. Okay. Oh. Yeah, uh, no, no, cling film. went North American. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop trying to throw in the throw in, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what my dad calls it. Okay. Okay. There was carpet protector on the stairs, which just to me, I was like, I just remember staring at it and being like, what's that? Because it wasn't new. It wasn't like they just moved in. It was still there. They had put it on for For the the party. party. I I take it back. There is is adulthood and it doesn't, and that's it. That's it. Cling filming your own stairs at a party. Cling filming stairs at a party. In a way that like, we would all go to parties and be like, well, stairs are ruined. And then you'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, and you see stairs would be ruined forever. Like you wouldn't yeah. ever think you about move it. out of the house. Yeah. You move out the house. Yeah. Your, your landlord deals with it in a year. Like you, you. Like, I guess that's coming off the deposit. I don't know. And then you, whatever. Anyway, you. I mean, I know people who like whatever not the point we used to have a carpet that was burnt because someone had put their pants straight from the cooker onto the floor <laughs> <laughs> and, like, well, well, you. Yes, it was me. <laughs> and then we're like well that's done um, anyway so there was carpet protector on the stairs and everyone was engaged and then i talked to this one boy who i sort of knew from you i knew from university but I hadn't seen him in years and I was suddenly like, oh, I think he fancies me. And I was feeling like, oh, puff, puff, puff. And then uh, <laughs> next minute he's telling me about how he proposed on a volcano. Oh, so, <laughs> so he was just being polite, oh, yeah. paying attention yeah, to so you. Yeah, so in my head, flirting, but it was like a cop conversation. Just talking. <laughs> just talking. Yeah. Just talking. We're flirting a lot with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want to be too much on this. And I just, at this point, like, went upstairs and had a bit sort of sat at the top of the stairs and, like, had a bit of a moment of, like, oh, my God. And I, and I felt like I am not a 
as you know, party girl or drug taker. But I suddenly was like, I'll just go and find an orgy or something. I just felt like this huge sense of rebellion of like, I just don't want to be at this. I want to be like, just let's go and live. Let's go and do anything. Isn't that though, because that um, the idea of adulthood is outdated in general. Like we don't have, it's not a bad thing that it's outdated. And everything about it that we've tried to kind of keep hold of is kind of harming us. Like it just means that like, if you're not married at the time when you're supposed to be, that means you're not an adult. And if you don't cling wrap, cling wrap. <laughs> you don't wrap on your stairs. Um, I totally agree. And with marriage, I, I always pick, bring it up because people don't know what to do with it. They still feel confused. They don't know what the solution is. Like, should they do it? Should they take the name? Like, is there, why are they doing it? But actually, I, my main note on that is like, don't worry so much because it is so recent that people don't expect you to get married when you get to a certain age. Mm. It's so recent. But yeah. Yeah, people who are getting married at this age or who are doing all those things should equally be like, should not be made to be like, people who do want to get married and do or are getting yeah, married fine. shouldn't be made to feel like, oh, am I not part of the group? Cool group. Cool group. Like, oh, I don't want to get married. And yeah, like, like, I totally disagree with you. They should feel very organized. <laughs> no, wow, get, get them really down. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, there should be groups like, hey, I still want to be included and part of this, but I also, I'm in love with this person. I really care about my bathroom trials and I want to talk about them. So we're both yeah. we're all searching for an answer. And I think if I could just switch off the bit, if we could all switch off the bit about the house and switch off the bit that are panicking, then we could be like, rather than being like, I should be like, oh, what well, can one I do? Can, yeah. Yeah. And like, I want to talk about the body. There's so many conversations about what a perfect body looks like, all of those things. Mm. Because to my mind, an older female body is something people don't I'm terrified see. of, they are terrified yeah. of. It makes me so <laughs> frightened and sad and defensive and angry whenever anyone ever, like, 
mentions anything about age and a woman being negative. We're shown images of how gross women are when they're over 35. To my friend being like, she's 32 and she's now only being put up for like, uh, old cantankerous mother or like, come back here, woman. Like, I find it so, but of course the whole thing about just growing older and having more parts, that's like such a small level of it. But it is still, we're still telling women that when they become adults, that's bad. Like that's why you should always be like around 24. Mm -hmm. um, like be like really well read, but you're like 24. Um, you can't be any, you can't be an adult because it's gross. Because the actual true adulthood, which is when all women that are older in my family said that they had a horrible time in their 20s. Sort of like we're all right in their 30s, and once they hit 40, they're like, right, I'm here. I can say some things. Yeah. Like, but then at that point, they had this horrible thing where suddenly they were they felt uh, less represented when watching stuff, marginalised, uh, less attractive because the world was telling them that they were un unattractive because they were an adult woman and not a young woman. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, in listening to you then, it came like full circle on my own opinions. We was going up like, yeah, I see you, but like, I am having my own personal thing. I've made my own personal choices. Mm. And then I was like, oh no, I haven't. I haven't at all. I've made it based on For this me, information. For me, feminism, sorry, I've interrupted you. No. Please don't worry, but I will carry on. <laughs> I think that like that a lot of it is that that you don't under, you never truly it takes a lot of unpicking and unpacking to be like oh wow like where did that idea come from you I think you deal with a lot of things on a very like surface level and actually like oh my goodness this is, idea has been here literally since I could see and everything you see is like you've got this many years I'm and teaching. then your womb runs out and then your body runs out and you're no good you're no good to the men anymore and like that is such a and the men find a younger thing yeah, but you're super clever a... and women are very clever and people who uh, you know everyone's bloody clever so you managed to make it something that you thought right like yeah it's yeah. such a clever trick because you're right you you go well listen i get it like if there's only ads for anti-aging cream at some point i'm probably gonna think i need it you can see that that's a thing that's been told of you but you don't think you also have a second thought you're like but my skin is wrinkly yeah. and that is a problem yeah. and so you're like well no there's a step it's like every good manipulation is based in a kernel of truth right yeah so the truth absolutely. is that you have a wrinkle the lie is that that's a bad thing so you double yeah. down on someone's so you go that's yeah, yeah i think wrinkles are really horrible and you're like i guess i never really thought about it before but i do have wrinkles so how would i know you know i think feminism for me has been a sort of a life raft in that regard because it allows you literally this space to breathe to be like is this me amy who is the problem or is it when someone when i feel attacked by something is it actually do they really know it's me they're attacking mm -hmm. but actually is it just a sort of general thing mm -hmm. and so if it, that's the case is there a space in which i can find myself aside from that yeah can i take a moment to see that it's not me with all my sort of clever weird horrible thoughts mm -hmm. that is under attack here it's the woman aspect of me yeah yeah but i'm clever enough to make it a personal human internalized thing yeah and, and as you when you unpack it you're like oh no not at all we nothing so little is an actual true thought everything is just some secondhand information that you've internalized and then come up with that and thought it was your own thought but it wasn't yours it came from somewhere else we as humanity i've recently learned the expression drinking the kool-aid and i'm really on, on board with again it. very <laughs> american I like it though, keep going. Next. It's about the, I won't tell you what Kool-Aid. Yeah, you, it was about a suicide pact in the 70s. Like a, wow, I did not expect that. No, I know, right? <laughs> okay, it it means like everyone in the group is just agreeing that we're all doing this thing that is actually a bit weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, but like, oh, that's Yeah, so it's like, it's about being like, uh, yeah, so it's like a 
uh, like they followed the sort of messiah character into the desert and they all committed suicide but they drank they mixed it with kool-aid so it tasted yummy i mean mad thing to do so the expression you gotta make it with something you gotta you gotta get your mixer in so sorry too, too too much levity at a weird time well they <laughs> shouldn't have done it like you know yeah. got, and sorry. it has no time for the people I've no time for it quite frankly um, <laughs> <laughs> i've given them my two pence worth um anyway the expression <laughs> drinking the kool-aid is like we've all just we're all doing this mad thing yeah and i think that humanity we are doing a really good job of drinking the kool-aid like we are just all on board with we don't we just are not questioning anywhere near enough stuff um so i think that's a lot of like insidious ones that yeah. we don't notice on a day for both men and women so talking about insidiousness and yeah. as we come to the end um i wanted to briefly touch on language which mm-hmm. wasn't an interesting thing um i briefly wanted to ask you do you mind being called girls i have a problem with the the amount of so like there's not like so you know when you say um so there's a man, a boy, and there's a guy, and a guy can be anything. Um, where there's a girl, a woman, lady. Nah, I just don't need like a lady. So that sounds like we a are dull. <laughs> we lack a informal collective. So I call, I call everyone guys. Yeah. I, I've decided to make that non-gender. I think that's increasingly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So I personally don't. Have, I think the sound of the word girls, as a purely as a linguistic shape is, is nice, like I don't mind it. Um, and so on a personal level, I don't mind the word girls. However, I absolutely understand the argument. And if somebody is like, has been like, no, you've got to get on board with my truck, I'd be like, okay, I'll get on the truck then. Like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on a truck, but you I, like the sound I, of the word girls. I personally don't have an issue with the word girls. <laughs> but you love trucks. Love trucks. Love trucks. I can't stop no, that I don't mind the word girls. Like, I don't mind being called a girl. Uh, that's my personal standpoint. Okay. And also, I think the sound, sa- I like the word lady. I think the sound. Lady's a bit like. Yeah, it has that connection, but also like, as a sound, I don't mind the word girls. However, feel if it. somebody is sorry, putting their foot down and being like, sorry, you gotta listen, and you gotta. I am so aware of how I do that to other people when they're like, "I don't think this is an issue." And I'm like, "It is." Yeah, get on board. That if somebody else then did that to me, I would be like, "Okay." So it's not like a good argument about why girls. Yeah. Is so I understand the argument, and if somebody said, you know, really argued it to me, I would be like, "All right." All my right, my I'll feeling with it, with the idea. I, I I think I very rarely be called girl. I think that's quite unusual. Yeah. The thing that the the phrase that I hear at work is "girls" uh, as a way of describing. A group of women. If there's any man in that group, it becomes. Oh, sorry. Can I change my point of view? Yeah, like, I absolutely hate it. So like, <laughs> when, I, yeah, when we I get hearing it, true. Yeah, when we get emails, where are the girls? When we get emails, everyone always it. says like, send to the massive dad account. Everyone goes, hi girls, hi oh. ladies, hey ladies, hey girls, hey female comedians. And then <laughs> when uh, I, I absolutely know for a fact that. Uh, my ex-boyfriend was in a sketch group and they had a, a, a email address. Then you go, hi, hi boys. It'd be like, hey, yeah. hey, the names, or hey guys, or hey, and it, and, and it's just it's 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 a real. It's I think it's annoying, but I don't think it's um, as bad as, for example, things like female comedian or sure. like you know like a female pilot. And you're like, she's a pilot, yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. No, but she does she does fly with her boobies. Oh, right. Well, so in that case, she's an amazing pilot. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a female pilot. She's a genius. We also like a word for um, your front bottom. And vagina. Vagina. <laughs> it's so ugly. And I briefly wanted to try, start a campaign. Ah! No. Um, I started trying to start a campaign. There isn't one. There isn't a good one. Whereas there's like a plethora of good ones for 
Oh yeah, and Wang, Wang, you know, everything's good for yeah. everything. And uh, they're all good. They're, they're, nice they're all good names. But like, yeah. I tried to start a campaign that we chose um, <laughs> one of the. Uh, you could choose your own storage box from IKEA, and then whatever the word was, the Swedish IKEA oh, word, that was your word. What was yours? What did you go for? No, I, they, I, you have to see them written down. It's a very. Oh. It won't work on this podcast. I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Because <laughs> they're all things like. My kind of thing of one scars bought, you know. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I think is really interesting. So, although I think the word in itself, like man spreading, man splaining, it, I mean, it's what it's what it is. But people who I would say in the past would find it really difficult to understand what man spreading is now can, yeah. because it's been quantified and given a term mm. like keepy did. <laughs> Sounds like. Something like a, like a fart or something to me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You don't have to like the word to understand that quantifying something and making it so much. I think of like in my experience has been unquantified. Yeah, you yeah. know, and like yeah. considered domestic and personal. I think like gaslighting as well. Like yeah, we didn't have a word for that until someone was yeah, like, and I think it's it becoming it's a yeah. yeah, and it's only yeah. in the last couple of years that like mansplaining or in the space of a very short amount of time that someone like yeah, we all know what mansplaining is. Absolutely no bother, and it can be used then yeah. in a jokey way to talk about a very real issue with somebody, and you'd be like, you're really mansplaining or something. I'm sorry, I was mansplaining, and we could yeah. all talk about that. Yeah. and so I think with just giving having the right terminology to discuss those sort of things, and also understanding that when people refer to you or talk about things that in your life and use a word that you don't like the feeling inside where you're like i'd like to challenge that isn't a small insignificant thing what i would love to do is ask <laughs> you two to consider so the 10 pound note has come out jane austen's on it oh, yeah. fun aside did you know that the quote that they've put at the bottom is not something that she said it's one of something her character says and it's something like i do declare there's nothing i like better than the joy of reading now i must tell you i saw a 10 pound note recently it's not exactly the quote, but I won't learn it. Sure. I won't learn what it actually is. Something along those lines, and it's actually something a character says in one of her books, who is a basic bitch. That's the that is the quote that is under Jane Austen's oh, picture gosh. on the ten pound note. So she'll be ever so cross. She'll be furious. Yeah. Someone should let her know. No. Yes, don't tell um, her. So I would like you two to consider who you'd. Put oh, so they took Elizabeth Fry off the notes, and then that made everyone be like, well, now there's no women on the notes. And then right. that's when Caroline Criado Perez did a campaign to put a woman on the note, to which, to which she got horrible death threats, etc. And you then so bothered about that. You know what I mean? Like, because people sad. understand that things like money and representation are really powerful. And to not, so they're, they're angry that we've got one woman across the notes. Yeah. I hate I the most, uh, such a fascinating thing and you probably saw it as well because we share a twitter apparently um i won't jump in you can if you like it was just a, such a just such a tiny sidebar about like, the death threats that this woman receives when she piped it's not and it was about how when publicly and this is not obviously not a conscious thing that like the men have bandied together and decided to do but it's like a subconscious <laughs> thing that happened they the quote was that you don't burn the witches to burn a witch you burn them to make the women who are forced to watch see what happens wow. like you we do it so you're like oh shit for everyone else who's watching like i'm not going to put myself through that like oh this is so you get it in your head when you start a campaign to put a woman on a five pound note rather than getting on blue peter which is where you should obviously be and be like lovely good for you like a lovely campaign for the country yeah you receive death threats and so that is what gets in our psyche so you're like oh yeah that's what happens when a woman speaks up mary beard did a really interesting article about the language associated with women taking power mm -hmm. and it's always things like uh i mean one of her examples was 
Bursting the Citadel, which to be fair, I've never heard before. <laughs> okay. But it's always things like uh, women are storming. Like there was one thing where there was a woman uh, bursting through the door, mm. breaking the glass ceiling. Yeah. Mm. It's all words that make you see it as something that wasn't meant to be, that took force to get yeah, there. Yeah. So it's not like wow. assumed walking into the glass power. ceiling and waving. Yeah. It's, it's like even small things like. Um, it's not dismantling. It's not, it's dis- yeah, yeah. You're in the box. It's no, you not even dismantling. It's just like, did the thing that is normal for her to do because she was the most experienced and right person for the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's not just like, oh, this thing happened. Yeah. It's like, whoa. There's this, action, there's force, there's action, there's and force. it's not a natural thing. And it's not like, oh, well, so hard. It's hard to do, I suppose. The, the, the devil advocate thing is, it is just quite descriptive often because we've been yeah. subjugated for so long that... It, it does take a lot of force. I actually wanted to ask the, the crowd while you thought about this. Can anyone guess what year the word single replaced the word spinster in the history section of the marriage certificate? So when you're getting married, if you hadn't been married before, you used to write spinster instead of single. Can anyone guess what year that might be? 75? Uh, more modern. 1990? More modern. What? 2013. Less modern. <laughs> <laughs> more modern. I'm going to give it to you because it's 2004. <laughs> We're cheering, but it's very sad. Um, it was with the uh, Equal um, Partnership Act of 2004. It changed from spinster to single. Spinster. Just another way in which you are quantified by your relationship language. with men. But also language. language. Yeah. yeah. See, spinster is the opposite of a bachelor, and like bachelor is a great word. Bachelor's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to be a bachelor. Yeah, but don't call as that, a lady, that TV show. You can't be a bachelor. Spinster, you? What are you? <laughs> a bachelorette. A bachelorette, yeah. Mm. You're not a lad. You're a ladette. Mm. Are we thinking of who we put on our tempo notes? Yes, please. I don't know who I want, but I probably do want someone who isn't like upper class. Yeah. And not, I mean, not Jacoby at all, but like someone who represents more than just the you know literality crowd. That's a very good point. Thank you. Well, yes, because it was either yeah. her or Joe from Ask of Seven, and I realised she was dressed as well. <laughs> um, no, no, I remember, yeah, she was. Um, but what you pointed out is that in terms of uh, in cultural significance, mm. working class women are, there's basically no representation. Uh, does anyone, anyone else got someone who's to put on there? Oh, mine, sorry, mine was uh, Boudicca. And on that note, thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much to you, thank you for and Stevie Martin. Thank you very much to the audience here at the Bill Murray. Woo! It's been absolutely lovely. I could talk about this all day. Well, let's okay. turn off the recorder and get real. Yeah. <laughs> get real. Great one, Amy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Play the music, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And thank you for listening to these gorgeous credits. I won't slip into the French accent that I thought I might there because I don't want to alienate you, my gorgeous French listeners. But bonsoir, bonjour, or bonjournée. <laughs> I must give thanks to Zachary Annette and Anahita Achervan, who are currently hosting me in their gorgeous apartment in Toronto. I'm standing in their closet, and they're absolutely fine with that. I also give a massive thanks to Emma Corsham, who helped me get this podcast running, and Zachary Annette, who has been central to everything. Music is by The Artisans via Gemendo Publishing, and we thank them for their jaunty vibes. I've been Amy Annette, and I wish you adieu. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.